All right, you guys, UFC 290 is tonight, or you might already be watching it after you listen to this. Remember, this is my preview show. I do this either the day before, right after weigh-ins, or the day of before the fights actually start. Today, I got a little bit of a late start because, um, man, it was raining last night. It was too loud, and I couldn't make it so that uh, it was quiet enough for me to be happy with the recording. So I didn't record last night, but it is UFC 290, Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez. And we got another good fight on there. Brandon Moreno versus Antonio Pantoja. Is his first name Antonio? Or am I being racist? <laughs> Alexandre. I thought it was Antonio. Um, Robert Whitaker and Drakus Duplessis. Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker. Jalen Turner missed weight by three pounds, unfortunately. But the fight's still going on. And Bo Nickel had his opponent drop out earlier and is fighting a... Newcomer Val Woodburn. Um, but yeah, we're gonna start with that fight since it's the first fight on the main car. And you guys know I only do the main car for now until figure out how to get more support or another stream of income so that I can spend more time doing more research than uh, a regular person should. <laughs> So, Bo Nickel, obviously we know who Bo Nickel is. If you don't know, one of the greatest college wrestlers and could have been one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, but he's in between Olympic weight classes. And if you don't know, not and it's like the same in weightlifting, not all weight classes that are contested in a league are contested in the Olympics. So, he made the choice to move switch over to MMA. And now he's in the UFC. So, Bo Nickel, 4 0 wrestler. Uh, let's see who he's fought. I don't know who he's fought so far. Nope. Don't care about that. Just want to look at Bo Nickel. 6 1 middleweights so around 185. Fight history Jay Pickett, D Beard. Z Borrego and J Nolan, all these are on the undercard, so I don't really know who these people are. Who's Jay Pickett? Jimmy Pickett. Lose by submission. Well, he is a wrestler, but um obviously I know a lot more about Bo Nickel than most because of wrestling, but that kinda doesn't apply much. To his UFC career so far, he is a good grappler in the sense of he can get you down, he can control you, and he knows how to use uh, the ground game very well. Obviously, he's had three submissions that would kind of cement that he can use the ground really well. But you, whenever you see a wrestler, you always want to start to see them evolve by throwing a either boxing or kickboxing mix there to make them um, worry about the hand so that they can utilize their wrestling better. But um, I got Bo Nickel for this one. But let's see. Um, I pulled up Val Woodburn, real name Valentine Woodburn. Um, I pulled up his fight history, and he looks like he's been pretty good. He is. He was on the underground scene. I don't know, Combat Night Pro. Um, I've never heard of this, but it seems like it's a Florida, (sighs) sorry for the yawn, it seems like a Florida 
Tallahassee, Duval, where's yeah, Combat Night, Florida. Okay. So he's Florida based. Um right now as a professional, he is seven and no and he is the I think it's the middleweight champion of this organization, if I'm correct. Yes, the middleweight division. Alright. Um and then he had an amateur career where he went four, one and one. But you know, amateurs don't count. Um, for your record, but that's pretty good for a guy that's been uh, doing this since 2020. He's already won a championship in an organization. He was, well, actually, he was an amateur in 2017 through 2019 with six fights. But for someone who's only been in the game for three years professionally, already a champion in an organization, and, you know, all these organizations are subject to whoever kind of signs up. But more and more people now do mixed martial arts. So I can't just say that everybody is a scrub. You know, uh, Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards were on the undercard one time. And if you didn't know who they were, you would never thought that Leon Edwards would turn out to beat Kamaru Usman, and then Kamaru Usman being close to, if not being the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the active UFC for a few years. So you never know. These two guys might be the face of the middleweights, and one might move up, one might move down. Who knows? Um, I don't know much about Woodburn, obviously. It was a last-minute replacement. And... I really can't pick against Bo Nickel. Um, he's got a little bit as much experience as he can. He has a little bit more experience, I think, professionally as a wrestler and as a fighter now. Um, Valentin, man, I don't know why I'm yawning. Uh, he doesn't even have like a Wikipedia page. I really can't find much information about him. So. Just going off my gut here, Bo Nickel, um, maybe by submission in round one. Uh, here was one of my fights that I want. I was really wanting to watch. I'm still going to watch it, but it's not. Um, I wouldn't say it's a real fight because uh, Jalen Turner missed weight. Uh, remember, if you're going to be professional, you better do everything correct, just in my opinion. All you had to do is show up on weight. But now even if you win, it's like a, a small black eye is like, oh, but you miss weight by three pounds. And one pound, half a pound, great. Three pounds? I mean, unless he was battling some sort of illness and we don't know about, but because a lot of the, a lot of times... It, it's usually stuff that we don't know or hear about that that happens that give, gets them into this position where they're missing weight, you know. Uh, but either way, you now I would like before UFC got the PI and all this fancy stuff. I would say, man, hey, you know, tough luck because it it wasn't much of a science. There wasn't a meal prep place. There wasn't dietitians. Now it's kind of, even if they don't live in Las Vegas, it's kind of at their fingertips. So when you see somebody missing three pounds, you're just like, how? Do you not take your job seriously? 
with that being said, I don't want to hound on him too much. Um, because I really like uh, Jalen Turner. Uh, I've seen him on several undercards that I've been to. And he has done nothing but improve and improve and improve. Um, let's see. Where did I see him at? Oh, I saw him fight um, in the undercard for Khabib versus uh, Connor, but he lost to Vincente Luque. I swear I watched him some other time. Or I might have been remembering incorrectly. Hmm, that might have been it. I remember watching him, though. I, th- I think, I feel like he was on a Stipe card. But maybe it's just some other tall black dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was he was getting good. I know he lost to Mateusz Gamera, but Mateusz Gamera is a, a buzzsaw. So he's ready to go at all times. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five, five win streak before he lost to Gamera. And now he's fighting uh, Dan Hooker, uh, who, first off, Got some new frosted blonde hair. It was kind of funny. But Dan Hooker is looking to get back on the right track. Now, he was the premier person that was going to start challenging for the lightweight title again. But a string of... He beats James Vick, Ally Quinta, Paul Felder, loses to Dustin, loses to Michael. Beats Nasrat Hopscotch. Hopscotch. Hop, hock, prost. <laughs> he beats him, uh, then loses to Islam before he's a champion, then loses to Arnold Allen, which Arnold Allen's great in his own right, 19-2. and two. Um, But gets a win against Claudio Poyas. Now, in his fights when he wins, he looks like he's as great as anybody in the division but Islam rolled him up. Um, Arnold Allen beat him pretty quick. Michael Chandler beat him pretty quick. Dustin, he took Dustin to five rounds, but he was clearly losing the fight, at least in my opinion. So I'm this one's a toss-up to me because Jalen Turner has improved a bunch, but has he improved to be near elite like Dan Hooker? Or is Dan Hooker going to get back to his old ways and overwhelm him with pressure and his accuracy? Um, who knows? With this being the only top toss-up, uh, I have to go with Dan Hooker. I think it's like an 80% win <laughs> advantage for fighters that missed the weight. So I know this bit is going against me, but I think the experience of Dan Hooker might be a little bit too much for Jalen Turner. Now, it's not saying that uh, Dan Hooker is some elite that's impossible to beat, but Dan Hooker is pretty damn good. And he's only lost to people that have, let's see, so... Last fight, Arnold Allen, he's coming up. I think he's going to be challenging for a title soon. Islam, champion. Michael Chandler, 
pretty much as close to this champion you can get. And Dustin Poirier also fought for the championship. Yeah, I really can't go against Dan Hooker on this one. I think Dan Hooker gets it. Yeah, it has to be a unanimous decision because I don't see him knocking him out, but I see him overwhelming him um, and getting it done that way. So I got Bo Nickel, Dan Hooker, moving on to Robert Wicker versus Drickus Duplessis. Now this, in my opinion, should be the fight of the night outside of the championships. You know, like this should have been the headliner, in my opinion. Even if it was three rounds, um, Robert Whitaker, obviously we know who he is. He's been great. He's only lost to Israel Adesanya, which is frustrating. But he got close. The first one, don't know what was going on. He got beat pretty bad. Um, The second one, it was close, razor close. Um, Toss-up, if you will. You could have went either way depending on who you're a fan of. And then uh, Robert Whitaker made Marvin Vittori look like he should go back to the amateurs. So every, you know how I feel about him. I would pick him. But let's look at Drickus, right? So Drickus, I wouldn't say, is the cleanest fighter. I'm not talking about drugs. I'm talking about fighting. Because a lot of his fights, he looks like he gets dead tired real quick, right? And he's just out there. He's kind of sloppy, kind of all over the place, kind of sneaky. Um, but do I think he has the skills to be Robert Whitaker? No. Uh, I don't think he's refined enough. And that's this is coming from a guy that's never fought, right? Okay. So you got to bear with me. I've watched thousands of fights. And there's people like Tony Ferguson who is good, but not great. Your use of getting hit and trying to outlast your opponent is not the best defense. Might have won 12 fights in a row, but he's lost like the past five, what, six? That catches up to you. Those things catch up to you. So watching Drickus, he is dangerous. To people who panic. And Robert Whitaker is as cool as you can get. So in my opinion, I don't think Drickus has a chance outside of maybe a random KO. But I don't think Robert Whitaker would stay within range long enough to get KO'd like that. Um, Israel Adesanya has the most range. And he got in and out. Of that range during the second fight. So. I don't see this going any other way. But Robert Whitaker. Um, is this a three round? Let's see. Robert Whitaker. The Reaper. Yeah this is a three round. So I think. By unanimous decision. I don't see a. A way that Drickus gets finished. But if anything, it might be the second round. He might get submitted. Or uh, I don't think he get knocked out. But I think he gets submitted, if if anything. 
All right, moving on to the first championship fight of the night. Brandon Moreno versus Alexander Pantoja. So, a bit of history here. Um, he beat Brandon Moreno on 2018, Alexander Pantoja. And he hasn't gotten his revenge back. And it seems like, outside of Davis and Figueiredo, uh He's the only 125 available. I might actually look up these rankings. Flyweight. Can I see UFC? UFC flyweights. No. That's not it. Not association. Organization. I am tripping. UFC. Well, there's a lot of fighters I need to look up. Ranking. Let's see. Fighter ranking. UFC. Boop. Athlete rankings. Davison Figueredo, Alexander Pantoja, Amir Albazi, Brandon Royval, Kai Carl France, Mateus Nicolaun, Alex Perez. Uh. It's kind of the who's who. There's not anybody that's surprising on there. But yeah, Alexander Pantoja is next up. And now we finally get to see how much he's improved since fighting Brandon. Well, really, we're seeing how much Brandon Moreno improved um, since he fought them. Because he kind of fights like people I don't really enjoy. And that's, he kind of just plods forward. He's a good counter fighter, but he kind he gets hit, which frust- is frustrating to me when I see that in fighters. Um, I know it's a valid strategy, and maybe you can find an opening. Maybe you can tire your opponent out, whatever you want to call it. I'm just not a big fan of unnecessary hits. Now, I understand it's a fight, and I understand it's a mixed martial arts fight, so that means even more weapons at your arsenal, but there are ways to not have to take a hit to give a hit, right? Um, And Brandon Moreno fights like (laughs) all the true Mexican boxers, straightforward and with power. So with that being said, I think, in my heart, I say Brandon Moreno wins again. He gets that revenge on Pantoja. Um, I know I didn't say much about either of them, but uh, they've all kind of fought and won and did the same thing against all the same opponents. So there's not really much for me to um, comment about that you wouldn't already know about either of these two fighters, first off, them being 125. I know most of you guys don't even watch that weight class. So, and my nerdy self, I don't even look them up as much as I need to because it, it's kind of a revolving door at the top right now. But Brandon Moreno, um, not as bad as Demetrius Johnson yet, but it's getting there. Um, Davis and Figueredo moved on from the division, I think. So it's going to be Pantoja. Um, hold on. I just closed the rankings like a rookie. Reopen close tab. 
Figueredo, Pantoja, Royval, Kai Carl France, Alex Perez. Like these people have been in the 125 just hovering in the background for the longest. So I think Brandon Moreno's title reign keeps on going. He beats Alexander Pantoja. He probably finishes him third round because he's upset and he wants to be the winner. I'm just kidding. But I do think the third round is where he's going to stop him. Um, and the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Rodriguez. So if you were to just look at this fight, you would say Alexander Volkanovsky um, is going to win like straight up. Uh, because in my opinion, Yair really haven't he hasn't done enough for me to trust him to win if that makes sense um he beats Jeremy Stevens Jeremy Stevens is not in the UFC anymore loses to Max but a lot of people lose to Max I can't really say much about that but that is kind of a knockdown in terms of the ranking because you're losing to people that were formal title challengers or title holders that is losing to the current title challenger and current title holder. Um, so you see things like that, you're just like, well, is he really that good? Beats Brian Ortega, but it was kind of a, a shoulder injury. He dislocated his shoulder. I know a lot of people say, well, that's a submission. I think so too. But it didn't, it didn't, to me, prove anything fight-wide. Like, I didn't see anything new that he's going to do to Volkanovski that can convince me that he's going to win. And then he beats Josh Emmett, but I don't think Josh Emmett is as good a striker as Volkanovski, and he was kind of getting teed up, right? Josh Emmett was hitting him at a pretty good clip. Um, but Yair is just so creative that he got in his spots when he needed to. Um, with that being said, though, he was still getting hit. Um, he didn't go. He didn't leave unscathed. And Alexander Volkanovsky, outside of Islam Mahachev, he hasn't lost in the UFC, <laughs> right? So let's see. When did he win the title? Was it versus Max Holloway, UFC 245? So 2019, right? Holloway, Holloway, Ortega, Zombie, Holloway, Jose Allo, Chad Mendez, Darren Elkins, Jeremy Kennedy, Shane Young. He's beaten all of these people. And he fought Islam in, in hopes of becoming champ champ and obviously fell a little short. But he was still pouring it on um, Islam uh, even into the last round. So a lot of people say that's a toss-up fight. I think Islam won. But in my opinion, if Alexander Volkanovsky was 5'8 or 5'9, I think he would be unstoppable if he could fight like he is now. If there's no change in that, I truly believe that he would have stood a better chance with Islam into being creative in his striking. I know 
Alex has some of the longest reach in the UFC, but he, it's attached to somebody that's 5'6". You know? You can, <laughs> when you're 5'6", it doesn't help because you're still starting from a smaller area to begin with. So, do I see this fight going a distance? Um, if Alex allows it. Um, I think if he wants to, he will finish Yair. Sounds a little disrespectful. But I, being a creative wild striker is great for someone who's kind of stiff or stuck in their ways. Alexander Volkanovsky has kind of improved every single time he's fought, at least in my opinion. And I just don't see him leaving himself open enough for one of them wild spinny kicks because he'd be prepared for it. I saw a meme earlier that was talking about Alex better watch the kicks or he's going to get knocked out. And it's like four different fighters that gave him a left high kick. And I'm just like, none of those people are known for the kicks. Alex has a good chin. Why would he really worry about that? I didn't understand well, I understood that it was a joke, but I didn't understand the people that were in the comments trying to analyze it as such, as if this is, like, secret information. He survived kick from Islam. It's like, well, Islam is not a kicker. He kicks because he mixes up his um, combinations, not because he's a kicker. Now, yeah, he is a kicker. So, yeah, I think he'll be more aware of those kind of situations in this fight versus Islam Hachif, where he needed wrestling defense or grappling defense more than striking. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Alexander Volkanovsky, whenever he wants to finish it, if he doesn't see fit, it's going to go to UD because he's not going to take any chances to ruin that. So I got Alex, Moreno, Whitaker, Dan Hooker, and Bo Nickel. Some honorable mentions on this card. We got Robbie Lawler in his last fight. He is retiring after this fight. If you don't know, Robbie Lawler is a pioneer. I think he left and came back to the UFC twice. Became a welterweight champion. Um, and kind of just been one of the staples of the UFC for a long time. Uh, him versus Roy McDonald. The the picture of them with the split lip and the blown face is pretty iconic for most of us uh, old school fight lovers. Who else? Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menafield. That should be a good fight, light heavyweight. Um, and that's really it. I don't see anything else on the way other than uh, Jalen Turner missing weight. Which is frustrating, but I'm glad the fight's still on. And then Bo Nickel getting a new opponent last second. But I don't think that's going to matter because he is going to get business done. So that's my UFC 290 preview show. Um, going to head on over to start watching the fights here in a second. Got to clean up some stuff in my house. But my picks, Alex, Brandon... Robert Whitaker, Dan Hooker, and Bo Nickel again. So if you're listening to this and make bets, don't say I didn't warn you. 
because I, this is not financial advice or gambling advice or any advice at all. I'm just a guy with a microphone. <laughs> um, so yeah, tune in, pay-per-view. If not, you know the links. Just get on Twitter. You'll probably get there. Um, and then see y'all after the fight. Peace.